Welcome to Every Moment Is. This season, we will be listening to Head Heart Habits, written and read by Pastor John Rasmussen. Head Heart Habits, Introduction. Head Heart and Habits, Knowing and Growing in the Christian Faith, by Pastor John Rasmussen, read by the author. Introduction, Why I Wrote This Book. I wrote this book with a simple goal in mind, to invite you into a deeper understanding and experience of the Christian faith. This book arises from my conviction that the Christian faith is the most beautiful, persuasive story ever told. I also believe that the Christian faith provides the greatest source of joy and fulfillment. I hold this conviction because I'm also convinced that it's true not just one story among many that helps us cope with life and find meaning, but rather the one true story that makes sense out of everything else. My intended audience. My specific audience is anybody who intends to join a Christian congregation. This book lays out the basics of what it means to belong to Jesus Christ in a simple, concise manner. In other words, this book covers the entry-level essentials of Christian belief and commitments that come with church membership. So, this book could be used for a new member class taught by a pastor and elder or within a small group. My wider audience is anyone who wants to know and grow in the basics of what it means to be a Christian. This book is for anyone who has been a member of a church for decades but still struggles to understand sermons, or connect the dots between God's word and daily life. It provides a sort of roadmap for basic themes of the Bible that will help make sense of the smaller parts. This book is also for those who aren't quite sure what it means to be a Christian, or who are not sure if they're a Christian or not. In an age where we have limitless information at hand, we often encounter mixed messages about God, truth, and spirituality. All of these messages cloud our understanding of what Christianity even is. In fact, we may mistake some beliefs as Christian when they are not. My intention is that this book will communicate clearly what Christianity is and what it is not, so that we are able to tell the difference in a noisy world of competing ideas. And finally, this book is especially for those who are skeptical about the faith. In my experience, many who walk away from the Christian faith never really knew what it meant to be a Christian in the first place. Sadly, many abandon a caricature of the faith, low-dose exposure to civil religion or the hypocrisy of professing Christians, rather than the real thing. While the goal of this book is that you would embrace the Christian faith, my hope is that if you do not, you would at least do so informed rejecting the real thing rather than a counterfeit or caricature. My concern and hope. To share the essentials of the Christian faith sounds easy enough. However, doing so presents some challenges. Challenges that have often delayed this book's completion. The trouble with sharing the basics of the Christian faith is that you cannot say everything all at once. My intention in writing this book is brevity and clarity. I want to articulate the basics of the faith in the clearest manner with the least amount of words. 
On the one hand, this is a necessary goal. We live in a world where we're trained to engage complex issues via soundbites, video clips, and statements limited to 280 characters. Furthermore, I want to honor your time and not overwhelm you. But on the other hand, brevity creates its own set of problems. While I'm sure this book will answer questions, if you're reading it thoughtfully, it will create new questions, some of which will not be answered in this book. My hope is that these questions will not lead to complacency, but rather press you deeper into the scriptures, into conversation with other Christians, and into the work of Christian thinkers who have wrestled with the same questions, but with deeper intellect than I possess. Most importantly, I long for the truth in these pages to sink down deep, beyond your head and into your heart, and to find expression in the habits of your days, weeks, months, and years. Hence the title of the book, Head, Heart, and Habits. Head, Heart, Habits. I have sat through church membership classes and I have taught them. I have never been satisfied with these classes, neither as the student nor the teacher. Why? Because these classes often focus solely on head knowledge, knowing and assenting to a list of facts about God, the Bible, Christian doctrine, or church membership essentials. There's nothing wrong with this. In fact, such knowledge is essential. However, what's often lacking is how this knowledge about God impacts the center of our being, our heart, and how it finds expression in our schedules, our habits. Each chapter of this book is designed to shape the entire person. As we venture into the essentials of Christian teaching, I not only want God's truth to shape the way you think, but also to shape your affections and the daily decisions that flow from such thoughts and affections. In each chapter, we'll begin with how Christians think about God, the world, themselves, and where history is headed. Next, we'll encounter how God's truth impacts us at the center of our being, what the Bible calls the heart. This is the seat of our affections, not only what we believe to be true in our minds, but also the source of our desires, what we find worthy of our trust, our love, and our affection. Finally, we'll explore how our head beliefs and our heart affections inform what we do over and over on a regular basis, our habits. Our habits do not arise from thin air. Our schedules are the sum total of what we believe to be true in our minds and what our hearts consider worthy of our affections. Let me offer a word of caution. We need to remember that none of these categories are independent from one another. We want to avoid the danger of separating what we think from what we feel and what we do from either. What you believe, what you feel, and what you do are all interconnected. Our goal is that right thinking about God will lead to right affections toward God and others, which will translate into healthy habits that reflect God's purposes for our lives. Taking this holistic approach will guard against the pitfalls common to many Christian communities. For example, a dead faith of the intellect. This is the kind of faith that knows all the right answers about God, but does not truly know God. See James 2, 14 through 26, or Matthew 7, 21 through 23. 
In other words, head knowledge that does not lead to true heart faith. Or zeal without knowledge. It's possible to know God but not know much about scripture or Christian teaching. Just like we want to avoid a dead faith of the intellect alone, we also want to avoid a faith that rests on feelings at the expense of knowledge, the just give me Jesus and none of that doctrine stuff. Ideally, the more we know about God, the more we will love him, and the more we love him, the more we'll want to know about him. And finally, going through the motions. Our habits reflect what we love most. However, habits can also become a routine devoid of a relationship. We may go to church, pray, or read the Bible without knowing why. We may even do such things with the wrong motivations, perhaps to earn the approval of God and others, or to ease our consciences. Instead, we want our Christian habits to flow from clear thinking about God and sincere love for his being. Our Game Plan The design of this book reflects my desire that you would be deeply rooted in the essential teachings of the Christian faith. These essential teachings come from the Holy Scriptures, the Old and New Testaments of the Bible. However, the Bible is a large book, Asking you to just read the Bible without giving you some guidance in how to read it would be like throwing you into the deep end of the swimming pool without any lessons. I consider this book a success if it pushes you deeper into the pages of Scripture. However, before doing so, it's helpful to get acquainted with the overall story and main themes of the Bible. Sort of like looking at a trail map before embarking on a long hike. In the first chapter, I'll give a brief overview of the story of the Bible. This sounds like a daunting task, but I promise it will be brief. Like a friend briefly summarizing a movie series like Star Wars or The Lord of the Rings, I'll share just enough to get you acquainted and interested, but not enough to overwhelm you. Just like you might want to see these movies or read these books after hearing their storylines, I hope you'll also want to venture into the story of the Bible as well. In the following chapters, we'll examine key themes in the Bible that form the core essentials of the Christian faith. These are themes taken from Scripture, either as verbatim texts or summaries, that recur in the Bible's books, chapters, and verses. The selection of these themes doesn't arise from my creativity or preference. Rather, they were passed on to me by Christians from past generations, who were devoted to fulfilling the purpose of this book, communicating the essentials of the Christian faith in a clear, simple manner. These essentials, arranged as topics, are the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, Baptism, Confession, and the Lord's Supper. Following this topical arrangement, in chapter 2, we'll examine the theme of right and wrong by considering the Ten Commandments. In chapter 3, we'll go deeper into what Christians believe about God and his relationship to human beings by way of the Apostles' Creed. Chapter 4 will be devoted to the theme of prayer, specifically the Lord's Prayer, which gives expression to Christian hope. Chapter 5 will focus on our participation in the Christian faith through the sacraments. These are baptism, confession, and the Lord's Supper. The final chapter will tie up some loose ends, centering especially on some practical so-what-and-what-next questions. 
This chapter will be especially important. A book isn't worth anything if it doesn't move us to some kind of change or action, and this is definitely true of a book about the Christian faith. As mentioned before, each chapter will not only focus on what Christians believe, but also how Christian faith impacts our hearts and influences our habits. As we begin, it's my deep prayer that God will use these words to form in you the mind of Christ, the heart of Christ, and the habits that come from knowing and growing in him. Amen. Connecting Head, Heart, and Habits. Before we begin, take some time to reflect on the following questions. You may want to pause the recording to do this. These will help you assess where you're at as you begin this book, as well as help you reflect on the progress you've made at the end. Head. Based on what you know right now about the Bible, how would you summarize its story in one sentence? In other words, how would you complete the statement, the Bible is a story about. Even mature Christians have questions about their faith. What's one thing about the Christian faith that you find confusing or unclear? Heart. What motivated you to read this book? When it comes to your faith or spirituality, what's most important to you? Habits. What's one habit you'd like to begin or strengthen as a Christian? If you're not a Christian, what's a spiritual habit that you'd be interested in exploring? <laughs>